I'm Rachel Hernandez, real estate investor turned mobile home investor and best-selling author. I make a living investing in mobile homes for cash flow for long-term passive income. After many mistakes and lessons learned, I've been able to create the kind of life where I can do the types of things I want to do, not have to do. I created the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast to share with you what I've learned so you can spend more time with family, friends, and do things you love. Mobile home investing can help you get there. If you want to hear real stories with practical and actionable advice you can use from someone who's been in the trenches and who's still investing today to create the type of life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of AdventuresinMobileHomes.com. Thank you so much for joining me here on the 53rd episode of the podcast. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to check out the last episode where I talk about the two-year anniversary of the podcast Yay! What it's meant so far and the direction of the podcast going forward. You can find it at www.adventuresofmobilehomes.com slash 52. So today, I'm going to get back into things with the podcast, and I decided to do an episode on a technique that's helped me when finding sellers as a mobile home investor. And this technique is called driving for dollars. Now, if you've been in the real estate investing space for a while, like me, then you probably know what this is all about. But for everyone else, I'm going to go over this technique and how I've used it to find sellers in my own mobile home investing business. When it comes to marketing and finding sellers to work with, I think it's very important to have a few methods and techniques. And one technique is not going to work all the time. And what works for one person may not work for another person, depending on their personality. So I wanted to focus in and talk about this one technique, driving for dollars, today that you can use and try out as a mobile home investor. I'll tell you exactly what this technique is, how to use it when finding mobile home sellers to work with, and how to assess and adjust accordingly depending on what works and what doesn't work for you. But before we move on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Rachel here. Have you enjoyed the show and podcast so far? Has it helped you with your own mobile home investing journey? And have you received value from it? If yes, then consider supporting the show. So, how can you show your support? Well, there's a couple of things that you can do. The first thing you can do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or anywhere else the podcast can be heard. Go to www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com/podcast to see the sites and links where you can leave a review on. I'll be ever so grateful if you do. And 
You may even get a shout out and your review read right on the show just for doing it. Another thing you can do is support the show and buy me a coffee. If you know me, you know how much I love coffee. If you've gotten a lot of good information out of the podcast and it has helped you as a mobile home investor, I'd love your support. Now, in the future, I'll be giving shout outs to those who support me. So if you do, that may be you. Go to www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash support for more information on how you can show your support. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash support. And if you want to take it a step further and receive exclusive only content, consider being a member. On the support page there, you'll find info about how you can view exclusive content, including access to new videos and blog posts, a shout out in a future episode for your support, access to video replays on my past speaking engagements, if you haven't seen me speak yet, and more. Check out www.adventuresofmobilehomes.com slash support to find out more. Thanks so much for continuing to listen to the podcast and for your support. Now, back to the show. Okay, first things first. What does driving for dollars exactly mean? Are you actually looking for money, aka dollars? Just kidding. Not really. Though what you're looking for are leads for motivated sellers. Now, before I move on, just in case you missed it, be sure to check out episode 17 of the podcast titled How to Find Mobile Home Sellers if you'd like an overview on the subject. Now, getting back to things, when I talk about driving for dollars, what I mean is actually physically driving around where you've decided where you want to invest and looking for signs of any sellers in the area. Now, if you're not sure exactly what area or areas you want to invest in as a mobile home investor, then I wouldn't suggest using this technique just yet. First, you've got to do some market research and figure out where you want to invest before you start looking for sellers to buy from as a mobile home investor. Now, if you're not at the stage yet of finding sellers to work with, you may want to check out episode 5 of the podcast, Learning Your Market for Mobile Home Investors, to learn more about how to research your market and find areas to invest in. Now, getting back to it, if you figured out the area or areas that you want to invest in and you're ready, then you can use this technique of driving for dollars to find mobile home sellers to work with. But I will say, if you've decided to work in mobile home communities, and buy homes in mobile home parks, like what I do, 
and what Lonnie Scruggs, the godfather of mobile home investing, did and taught, then you'll have to make sure that you're able to do business in that park first. And this means building rapport and talking to the park manager and or the owner of the park, which has ownership and control of the land where these mobile homes sit. So that's your first stop if you plan to go this route. And if you need guidance in that area, be sure to check out episode eight of the podcast, How to Talk to Mobile Home Park Managers, for more information. And as a side note, I'll be having a special video training for members of my support page specifically on the subject of how to talk to mobile home park managers, as I think it's very important. So stay tuned. Now, getting back to things, let's just assume that you've targeted the areas you want to invest in and have the okay from the park manager or owner of the community or communities that you want to buy to do business in these areas. Well, now what? So what's the next step? Well, naturally, you're ready to go out and find motivated sellers to work with. But how do you go about doing this in the first place? Well, one technique that has worked really well for me throughout my mobile home investing and real estate investing career has been driving for dollars. And let me tell you, if you're a mobile home investor, this is actually easier if you've already determined what communities and parks that you want to do business in, as long as you get the okay from the park manager and or the owner. Now, if you're just starting out, if you have that relationship with the park manager or the owner, then you can always ask them if they know any residents call them residents, not sellers, of the park who are thinking about selling their homes or have their homes up for sale already. This is the best way to start out and the easiest way. But as I've said before in past episodes, until you've got that strong relationship with the park manager and you've built up trust based on your actions aka doing what you say you're going to do, then you may not get leads from them in the beginning. Believe me, I know. I found this out through experience. But you know what? It's worth a shot. And every time they see you and you ask them this question, if they know any residents in the park looking to sell or have anything on the market, well, you remind them every time that you're there to buy homes in their community. And even better, you're doing this face-to-face -face versus other investors who try to, quote-unquote, save time by calling them on the phone, which really doesn't work, in my opinion. Like Lonnie Scruggs, the godfather of mobile home investing, has said time and time again, this business is a people business. And that means seeing and meeting people face to face. Now, if the park manager gives you a lead or two of mobile home sellers, well, that's great. 
But if not, no big deal. Then it's time to use some of the other techniques to find sellers to work with. Enter driving for dollars. Okay, so if you're going to drive for dollars and look for mobile home sellers to work with, before you even get out there, you'll need to bring a few things. First, make sure you have a camera. This will be used to take pictures of the outside of any homes that you notice, which may be for sale or for rent, and I'll get into why in a little bit here. Now, usually, you can just use the camera on your phone to do this. Now, why do I even do this in the first place? You know, take pictures. Well, it's because I don't have the best memory. But even more, I don't even know how many homes I'll go out to see when driving for dollars. It could be a lot. And how would I even remember all of these homes that I'm seeing and recording information on in the first place? It's pretty impossible, unless you have a really good memory. But even then, when you're looking at multiple properties, things can get a little jarbled and mixed up. So make sure you bring a camera to take pictures of the homes that you spot. Next, you want to bring something to write with and have a notebook to jot down notes. I know this sounds a bit old-fashioned, especially in this day and age. I mean, why not just write this all down in your phone or bring a laptop with you? Believe me, I had the same idea when I first started out. I thought I'd be bringing around my laptop everywhere with me to take notes, when going out and scouting for mobile home sellers to work with, when driving for dollars. But that idea didn't really pan out. It was more trouble than what it was, especially with needing to charge and open and close my laptop when using and not using it. The same thing can be said for using your phone to input all of this data, except for pictures. I mean, what if someone called you while you were inputting the data? Or an emergency happened where you needed your phone? Plus, what if you ran out of battery and your phone no longer worked? And then what? So I've learned to continue to do things the old-fashioned way. Because of this, and as we all know in the business and even real estate, what can go wrong will go wrong. So having a notebook and pen or pencil to write things down will help you in your quest to find mobile home sellers to work with. And just in case you missed it, to help you with this, I just released a new workbook which will help you to keep track of mobile home sellers and your notes when doing market research. And in this mobile home research notebook, there are lead sheets and note pages there so you don't have any guesswork on what you need to input and write down. Now, all the information will be there ready to input in one place. And for each lead that you get, you'll be able to put all the seller's information there as well as the park information like lot rent and space number, including information about the seller and the home they're wanting to sell. So if you're interested, 
I'll be sure to put a link here about the book with more details. Now, getting back to things, be sure you have a notebook and a few pens or pencils to write with before you go. Now, let's talk about exactly what you should do when driving for dollars. What is the goal when you go out and drive for dollars to find mobile home sellers to work with? Well, that's simple. It's to find as many good leads of sellers who are either wanting to sell or thinking about selling their homes in your targeted areas that you want to buy. Not just anywhere, but where you want to buy. And in the beginning, I was all over the place. As I mentioned in my mobile home investing journey, episode two of the podcast. This is why it's so important to have a plan and stick with it. But you know, you've got to put in a little leeway from experience as that's where you learn the most. The important thing is that you educate yourself and then put what you learn into action. And from there, you get experience and make mistakes, but you'll learn from them and then adjust accordingly. Now, when you first start driving for dollars, if you're investing in a mobile home community like I do, the first stop you always want to make is a park office. Hopefully, you've already created rapport with the park manager. Let them know that you're in the park and driving the park. Remind them that you're looking for any residents who may want to sell or who may be thinking about selling in the future. Again, this is an information gathering and reminder type of exercise. Honestly, these people are busy and they have to constantly be reminded, especially when it comes to what you're there for and looking for as a mobile home investor. Property management is a very intensive job, so they're being pushed and pulled in all directions. And you want to come in like a breath of fresh air. Now, be respectful of their time and make things easy. In any case, take some time to stop by the office. If there are any workers there, talk to them too. Be nice to others as they will be nice to you. And as I mentioned in one of my books, Real Estate Investing Sucks, How to Find Your Niche and Dominate, one of the assistants in a park that I worked in actually became a manager of a thousand plus lot park, which was a sister park of that community. Now, since I gave this person a Christmas present, they remembered me. And guess what? I was allowed to work in this one park one that I had been trying to get into for years. So you just never know. Be kind and talk to everyone. Also, you want to get to know the maintenance staff. Talk to them when you're there. Be professional, but acknowledge them. Because they're out and about around the park all the time. They may know residents who may want to sell or maybe thinking about selling in the future. Keep asking them and bring it up, just like when you talk to the park manager. 
Also, you want them to know who you are, especially if you're going to scout in the park and if you do marketing in the park. The last thing you want is for them to call your activities to the attention of the park manager. If they know you and you're cool with them, then they'll be cool with you too. It's just the way the business goes. Now, after you visit the office, then you want to go around and start driving for dollars. Be sure you've got your notebook and something to write with handy. Note any signs in the yards of either for sale or for rent signs. Not just people selling, but also renting, as they may want to sell their rentals down the road. Also, this person may be an accidental landlord or investor. Try to get to know them and see what their story is. They may not be sure if they want to sell now, but they may want to sell in the future. It's your job as a real estate investor to make yourself known. Now, one thing to note, if you see any for sale or for rent signs while driving the park, you may want to make a note of it to stop by the office after you go scouting. Try to catch the park manager, ask them if they know what's going on with lot number this or that, and what's the story there? Now, one thing I do like to do before I even go into the office when I'm out scouting parks is to go around and gather the for sale or for rent signs, make note of them, and then have a conversation with the park manager when I go into the office. But I only suggest you going this route if you have a really good relationship with the park manager and know them well. Now, if you're just beginning, you've got to take baby steps, especially when it comes to talking to park managers and or owners and building rapport. Honestly, this just doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to build rapport and build relationships. So know that going in. Other than looking for for sale or for rent signs, you can also talk to some of the residents in the park. Now, this will require some time and you actually getting out of your car to talk to them. But you'll be surprised how friendly people can be and curious. You may want to approach people out and about, usually walking their dogs or working in their yards. Be courteous and respectful of their time, but try to strike up a conversation and see if you can find out any information on any residents, either selling their home or planning to sell in the future. If you listen to episode three of this podcast about my first mobile home deal, I talk more about how I found that deal and the marketing methods that worked for me when trying to find sellers to buy from in that community. If you're interested, I'll put a link here in the show notes. Apart from talking to residents, if you see the maintenance staff driving around or walking around, usually in a golf cart, try to strike up a conversation with them too. Ask what's going on and tell them that you're looking for residents who are thinking about selling 
or want to sell in the future. Now, I'll be honest, this is more of an art than an exact science. So you'll have to do a little trial and error on your approach. And let's not forget, it's not always what you say, but how you say it that counts. So you'll have to practice your approach. But after a few times and some trial and error, you'll get the hang of it and be able to strike up conversations on a normal basis. If you're going to be walking around the park, be sure to have your notebook with you. Again, you may want to check out my mobile home seller research notebook as it has all of the spaces that you'll need should you find a seller wanting to sell. Plus, there's plenty of space to write down your own notes. But as you talk to these people, be sure you make eye contact and take the time to hear them out. In most cases, they'll tell you a tidbit of information that you need to write down right that second. Otherwise, you may forget, as I have in the past. Trust me, I know. It's happened. I've been there. I've done that. And in the moment, I really wished that I had a notebook with me so I could write down that valuable piece of information that they told me. But you know what? That's how we learn. Don't make the same mistake that I did. Be sure to have a notebook and something to write with at all times. And again, I'll link up the mobile home seller research notebook right here in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. So that's pretty much what you want to do when you're driving for dollars in these mobile home communities. Now, I'm talking about doing business in mobile home parks, which is what I do and what Lonnie Scruggs, the godfather of mobile home investing, did. Now, you can do the same thing if you're looking for mobile homes to buy out on land, though it will be a larger area, and it'll be harder to find people to talk with as mobile home communities, there are a lot of people involved since usually it's managed, and also a smaller coverage area overall. Now, if you need some tips on land investing and mobile homes, be sure to check out episode 50 of the podcast, where I talk to my good author and real estate investor friend, Seth, who goes by the pen name E.B. Farmer, where he talks all about the subject. And yes, I'll be sure to link it up here, right in the show notes. Other things to look out for when driving for dollars are any vacant homes or homes that are overgrown or not kept up. And I'll talk about both of these types of homes. Now, vacant homes do no good for the community or for the park. You really don't want a vacant home as a real estate investor or mobile home investor. It's just sitting there, not making any income. And if there's no one living there, it's caused to attract riffraff. Honestly, when I've been doing some of my mobile home fix-ups, I've had all kinds of issues when my homes have been vacant. Now, I won't get into it here, 
but I may touch upon it in a future episode. Let's just say it's not a good idea to keep a home vacant for long. Like the saying goes, what can go wrong will go wrong. And that's the same for vacant homes. So if you're driving the park or parks, look out for any vacant homes in the park. You'll see signs that the home isn't lived in. Perhaps the windows are open and you can see inside. Take the time to look in them if it looks like no one lives there. Overgrown yards are another sign a home can be vacant, but not all the time, especially if you're in a higher-end park where the homes and yards have to be kept up on the outside. And I'll be honest, I've worked in higher-end parks where there are vacant homes, but they've been kept up, and I would have never known they were vacant unless I looked or the park manager told me about them, which is usually the case. And that gets me back to the park manager. They know what's going on in the park. So don't forget to involve them when you're looking for sellers to work with. Ask them if there are any vacant homes in the park, or if you noticed a home that may be vacant, ask them about it. They may be able to tell you more about it. And in all honesty, the more you involve the park manager or owner in what you do, the more they'll get to trust you and eventually work more with you in the future which may mean that they send you leads down the road. And that's the ultimate lead generation machine when someone else is looking for leads for you and reminding you and sending them to you. As for overgrown yards, they may not always be vacant. This is why it's so important to ask the park manager especially if there are any homes that look like they may not be kept up or vacant. These are prime for buying if the seller is looking to sell in the future. And even if the seller isn't wanting to sell now, they may want to sell down the road. And it's your job as a mobile home investor to make it in their mind to call you when they're ready. Call it like advertising, something like that. You want to be the first in people's minds when they're ready to sell their homes in the parks that you want to do business in. Now, once you have a list of homes to work with, then it's time to contact the seller and make an appointment. As you can tell, this is all a process. The first step, as mentioned in prior episodes, is to build rapport with the park managers and the owners of the parks that you want to work with. From there, it's more about gathering up the information that you need to find sellers to work with in order to buy mobile homes that you want to buy and eventually make a profit off of them either in cash or cash flow as a mobile home investor. So there you have it, my explanation of driving for dollars, what it is, and what it can do for you as a mobile home investor. 
Honestly, it's been one of my favorite and most effective ways to find sellers to work with, both as a real estate investor and a mobile home investor. And that's mainly due to my personality, since I'm an extrovert and I like talking and working with people. Because Lonnie Scruggs is right. This is a people business. And whether we like it or not, we have to learn how to work with people, not just as mobile home investors, but in all aspects of life, whether it be business or personal. So it's important to know that going in. Nothing beats seeing or meeting someone face-to-face. And quite honestly, not as many real estate investors out there nowadays are willing to go out in the field themselves. Everyone's looking for the easy and fastest route, which usually means making a bunch of phone calls or sending out a lot of direct mail. Though those techniques work, you have to go through a lot of people and get a lot of no's before you get a yes. Driving for dollars and actually meeting people face-to-face gives you a leg up as a mobile home investor. It all becomes very subjective. People now have a face to match your name, which makes you more personable and more human. So their decision to work with you will be based on your physical interaction with them and whether they like, know, and trust you, which does take time. So I hope this episode was helpful and gave you some things to think about. Again, if you need to check out any resources that I talked about here, I'll be putting them in the show notes. You can find all of the links mentioned right here in the show notes at www.adventuresonmobilehomes.com slash 53. Again, www.adventuresonmobilehomes.com slash 53. And if you enjoyed this episode today and you like the content that you hear, please share it with a friend. Well, that's about it for now. Until next time, this is Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast, signing off. Thanks for listening.